Great news, Business Gal Pals. The new Be Mastermind group support for women in business is now open for 2022 enrollment. Head on over to bemyselfnow.com mastermind to learn more and grab your spot today. Welcome back, Business Gal Pals. Thanks again for joining me this week. This week, I am talking to Crystal Clifton. Crystal is a leading voice in high-end positioning and sales. She specializes in growing visionary businesses to the top of the premium market. Unlike other experts, Crystal does not believe building a profitable business requires hustle or burnout. Instead, her methods emphasize giving yourself permission to be premium, aligning profits with purpose, building a business that suits your lifestyle, and allowing the growth that comes from authenticity and flow. Crystal has grown multiple wineries from concept to premium reality, and her luxury wines have been named top 10 in the world by Wine Spectator, as well as having been featured in the White House. After years of creating her own thriving businesses, she now specializes in helping frustrated business owners shoot to the top 10% in their industry. Welcome, Crystal. Thank you so much for being here with us today. You're kind of a different guest for the Be Myself Now in Business podcast. I tend to focus on women who are in that newer development phase of business, and you've obviously been walking this journey for a while, but because of that, I think you have a real wealth of knowledge to bring, and you bring a really practical approach to business, even at this advanced stage that you're at. So I'm really excited to have this conversation. Thank you. Thank you. It's exciting for me to be here too, because I wish I would have had the knowledge spoken to me at that starting stage versus learning it 20 years in a two by four of, you know, a bunch of struggles. So whatever I can do to shorten that, that knowledge circle so that women can really step in and, and claim their worth and their value. It's, it's a powerful time to do that. Thank you so much. So take us back a little bit to that earlier development stage of your business. What did that look like for you? What, what was going on in your life and what was your journey that was happening? Yeah, absolutely. So um, like you mentioned, I've been a part of some pretty cool wineries that have gone from the garage of Lompoc to top in the world. And I'm very blessed and humbled by that. And within the past few years, I decided to leave those wineries behind so I could focus what I love doing, which is really creating premium sales cultures and other brands that want to make a positive impact. So for me, I, you know, I, I, even when I was younger, I just always had visions of doing things my way. (laughs) I don't know if anybody else listening has ever had that stubborn, you know, vision of no, 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 I think this is it. And ever since I was a kid, you know, I want to do this. And my dad would look at me like, what? No, who do you think you are? And I would, oh, I want to move to college. I'm the first one on either side of my family, go to college as a woman. And and that was a fun debate. (laughs) And then it became, I want to move to Italy and there was no rhyme or reason, but it just was in my heart. And that was another very interesting conversation with both my family and the university. And then eventually it was, I want to be in the wine business now, not to totally age myself, but this is when the dot-com thing was happening in the San Francisco Bay area, which is where I'm from. 
So 99, 2000, 2000, early 2001.com was a thing. So for me to move back from Italy and not take a job in.com, I was seen as the craziest person ever. I had figures, you know, six figure friends that were just like getting these jobs everywhere. And I was like, I want to work in the wine business. I got a job working in the wineries and I had no wine knowledge but I had an opportunity to translate Italian for a winery and started doing that and started this import business idea with them. And then eventually snowballed into me staying in the cellar during harvest and learning how to make wine. And that was incredible because I was 21 years old. I was really, there was maybe a dozen females in the industry at that time. It was a very, and it still is a masculine dominant industry, but definitely the growth of women in industry is, makes my heart sing because now there's a lot more female sommeliers. Women have a lot more knowledge about wine, a lot more female winemakers, but to age myself 20 years ago, there were not. So to step into that, to step into this fearless vision of, well, I want to learn to make wine, go back to school, get my viticulture degree and start making wine and be coachable because at the time I had you know, two people I could learn from. And we, I just always showed up like, you know, what else we could do? You know what else we could do? So I think there was this general enthusiasm and vivacious attitude towards how to do things differently. Cause (laughs) again, the fun thing is back then there was this new idea of a world wide web and we should take our winery on it because we were getting orders faxed to us. So fast forward we grew because of the way that we positioned ourselves from the beginning. We knew where we wanted to be in the marketplace. We knew we did not want to be, even though we had this little tiny garage next to us. And the only thing in Lompoc is a federal penitentiary and an air force base. So there was not, it wasn't like we were in Napa or Healdsburg or anywhere surrounding environments. I had this fancy pants feeling. We were in these really kind of interesting areas where there's auto body shops and, you know, convicts. So what are you going to do? Well, it's have a vision. And that vision was, we're going to find the best restaurants we want to be at, approach them, sell to them, present to them. And that meant that we are going to really just show up ready to say, you know, we want to be in your restaurant. We want to be in your wine list. And they would say to us, who, who are you? And where else are you going to be? And we would list off the other restaurants on our list. Oh, well, we're going to be at Gary Danko. We're going to be here. We're going to be here. And, and eventually when we started selling to those places, we no longer had to make it up or let's just call creative marketing at the time, but it grew because that mindset of where we knew we wanted the brand to go, where we believed our value was never left us. We always focused there. We shot high and made some incredible connections and from that just had a lot of, you know, was not an overnight success. This is a 15 year journey I'm speaking of, but through that grew, grew both our production, our accolades, our knowledge, but we always, one thing I always say is just staying creative and um, coachable and really standing in my value, but it allowed all the other successes to come. Yeah. I love how you held on to that vision. And like you said, with your creative marketing, you believed you were going to be in those restaurants. So you yeah. could answer honestly, when they said, where are you going to be? You could say, well, we're going to be here and here and here and here. Exactly. And you believed it well enough to make it happen. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So that was a big, big, big step of how we grew the winery. 
So how did you give yourself permission at that time to represent a premium wine out of this garage in Lompoc? Yeah, that is a great question. So, you know, that's something I teach others is giving yourselves permission because that permission piece, it really allows us to navigate maybe our own inner glass ceiling, right? So permissions, that piece that goes, can I do this? Well, it's only me that's stopping that because really, truly it's my vision, my creation, my, my view of what could happen. That's really going to navigate things. And that's true for everybody listening. And if you want to give yourself permission, the first way you can do that, or what I understood is yesterday is that it's just yesterday. If you want yesterday to not become your tomorrow, then you have to have a bigger vision than you're aiming for, for tomorrow. And so that everything I did was about what could we be tomorrow? Where does that look like? And I didn't know, again, there was no, I didn't have a coach. I wasn't doing manifesting. I wasn't doing vision boarding. I was just a really stubborn Taurus who wanted it her way. <laughs> it served you well. It obviously. served me well. I mean, my, God bless my parents. I don't know. I feel bad now that I'm a parent. I'm like, Oh, I called my parents immediately when I kind of started parenting. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Cause I have one of those now, right. It's, it's full karmic circle, but it just, Giving yourself permission means that even though you might be in some, let's call it your garage, literally you might be in a garage, you might be at the basis, the full genesis, the seedling of your business. But the thing about a seed and the thing about an acorn to an oak tree is that that acorn, or let's use a grapevine. I don't know if you know, grapevines are a bare root. So they store all the knowledge, all the potential is in that little vine. I just think vines are amazing. So you have a piece of stick, a wood, a wooden stick. It looks like that. And you have to truly believe and understand that that potential is still sitting there in that stick, but it does have to be planted. It does have to be nourished. It does have to be encouraged. Even when it has a first little sprout, you can't be like, that's all you're going to give me (laughs) is one little leaf because that's the beginning. And I really believe that permission is knowing what it can be. Like when I look at vines that are these, what's called cuttings, a piece of a vine, it's just this literally looks like the stick of the vine. I look at it like a mother going, oh, this is so cool. You know what you're going to be? You're going to be this amazing vintage of Malbec, Pinot, Pinot Grigio, whatever it is, because it's sitting there in that DNA. It's ready. It just needs a place. It needs a vision. It needs training. It needs nurturing and, and it needs an expectation of what it's going to be. Right. I can't, I can't. And, and clarity. Right. So if I took a vine that was Malbec, but really what I needed was Pinot Grigio, well, that would be incorrect. So make sure that whatever your vision is, is really aligned with what seeds you're planting. Cause I think one of the number one ways that we don't give ourselves permission to stay true to our vision is when we are influenced by maybe our family as opinions of what they need to do for us or what the, we should be doing for ourselves or maybe a culture around us, or it could be also FOMO. We might have imposter syndrome. We might go, well, who am I? So permission is this really powerful tool that I always say the two words you can really, really use with permission is even though, even though I may not have the money in my bank account yet 
or even though I'm not in these restaurants yet, I give myself permission to love and accept myself. And I give myself permission to see differently because that, that prophetic vision is like when a woman's pregnant, like you don't look at a pregnant woman and be like, what's going on with you? Right. She knows she's pregnant. She just knows she's like, no, no, no. I'm having a baby. Like this is a baby. This is that prophetic pregnant faith that we all have to carry in as entrepreneurs. We know we're having it. It does take time. It does have to gestate. It does have to grow, but it's going to happen. You just stay the course and don't, don't do anything other than give yourself permission every day to just feel that feeling is a huge thing of permission because your, your mind, actual, your body follows your mind and your mind is waiting to be told what to do. So don't let it sit around and be told something from yesterday. You don't want anymore. You get a choice on how you feel for tomorrow and the next day and the next day. I love that. And then that vision, that clear vision is so powerful because it can inspire those feelings. So when you are off track and you're seeing that one little leaf off that vine and you are catching yourself in the thought of like, oh, this is it. All these months we've been at it. You can remind yourself, no, just wait. There will be more to come. Keep going. Keep watering the plants. Keep showing up every day. Right. And having, like you said, that, that faith of, I can see the clear vision. I can have faith in that vision and I can continue to drive my action. Just beautiful. So how do you know when you're on the right track? I definitely knew when I was on the wrong track, because here's what'll happen. You'll get feedback when you're not on the right track. I do believe what, whoever's listening, you know, some people say spirit, God, universe, whatever it is. When you're on the right track, you have the energy. You just wake up going, all right, I know it's going to be hard, but I've got this. I know it may not feel good right now, but I'm going to do this. You just know. And when you dedicate yourself with that permission piece and you follow through doors will open. People will arrive. Accounts will be there for you. You will get paid. It happens, but sometimes you're going to be tested, but it really, in my opinion, it's a muscle, right? So you can decide if you're going to, if you're going to give up really soon and you're going to say, this is too much. Well, then your body's going to follow that soon. Be like, yeah, it is too much. And it's going to mother you back into a place that it feels safe. The way that, you know, you're on the right track is that if it scares you just a little bit, and we were just talking about this, um, you and I had a different conversation about the woman who founded hint and like how to be undaunted, like how to really take your fears of your truest vision. You were given a vision for a purpose, a reason that's, that's my belief is like, we all come in, things happen, life happens. And it usually comes from not always a great experience in our life. Like for me, it came from experience of me fighting my way to go to Italy, come back And where I am today is because of all the different chaos and lessons I learned in the winery and I leave now so other people can teach them. But the winery itself was me going, okay, I want this and being on that track and knowing it. And the doors opened that way. It's the faith piece. It's the feeling piece. And it's definitely, it's like in a relationship. I mean, I think (laughs) it might sound silly, but don't date your business. Like don't swipe right on a bunch of other ideas and try to like double date them. You're committed, like go out, hang out with it, get to know it, like spend some time with it in a way that's also creative and not stressful. And it's going to reward you like any relationship. Absolutely. I love that. You get out of it, what you put into it, right? It's, it's you showing up committed a hundred percent that gives you that hundred percent return, not 50, 50. Right. And, and that prophetic faith will give you that opportunity that when it doesn't feel like it's going well, 
you would have to just be like, yeah, but I trust this. And sometimes I'll be honest. Sometimes it's what's interesting is sometimes we'll be down the rabbit hole of our vision. It might be something that happens. We're like, oh, oh, I see that's where I'm supposed to be. So that's why I always say be coachable. Don't put blinders on, but definitely don't double date. Like just stay true to yourself and be, if something comes up that feels like, oh, actually that's where my inner compass goes. That inner worth piece is really huge for women because what happens to women is that we're environmentally trained to learn if our environment's safe, we're safe, right? So that's really hard in business when you're like, there's no money in the bank account, or maybe I don't have any clients. So we're looking for environmental triggers to make us feel safe. And the masculine is much more of a clear, like I got this. Now I'm not even caring about gender. Gender role has nothing to do with this at all. Just the energy, totally. Just the energy, because we all have masculine and feminine. But what happens is you kind of need to tune into that warrior or masculine mode to just have that faith because that feminine energy is much more like, is everybody okay? Is everybody fed? If everybody else is okay, then we're okay. So it, it tends to give away their power where the feminine energy is so superhero in your business is showing you care, storytelling, emotional connection, and nurturing your clients. I and mean, we even use marketing terms like nurture your clients. Like, well, that's feminine. Nurturing is feminine. Connection is feminine. But you can do both without that hustle and grind. You don't have to be like full masculine because that's where the burnout happens. And if you're full feminine, it's instead of you being on like a train, you know, one stop after another in a forward motion, you turn into a roller coaster. Swirling. You're yeah. Yeah. Like I got off the same place I got on. That's called a roller coaster. (laughs) Like make sure the journey you're taking yourself on is actually moving you forward. I love that you brought up the masculine feminine because I think too, they're both so relevant in that internal validation space. You know, the masculine certainty of like, I have a plan and I'm going to take these steps. But then that feminine kind of creative trust that if my plan doesn't work out, I can pick up where the pieces are falling apart and come up with something new. If you think of it like this, I mean, just to break it down very simply, and I, I teach this in my fearless female workshops. I do the masculine is oriented towards total acquisition, right? That's, that's the hunter. Like I will acquire this female body, even on a cellular label is total transformation. We transform things. Mm -hmm. We transform our bodies every four weeks. So you really want to look, it's like the sun and the moon, this moon waxes and wanes and the sun's there. It's consistent. Even when the sun has fog in front of it, or it's overcast, it doesn't mean the sun went away. It just means that it's going, it's just, you have to have faith like, oh yeah, the sun's still here. It's it's daylight. So that's that piece that sometimes women freak out. There's this like, I don't know if I can do it. That's okay. That's that permission piece. Like, even though I don't feel it today, I'm going to show up give myself permission to maybe be just a little bit inquisitive today or a little bit lower energy, but definitely don't just surrender to the overwhelm because that, and that, and that full tipping point will leave you feeling like you're a victim. Absolutely. Then you fall into that weak feminine and that's a total victim state. Definitely. And then I fell on the other side, right? When I was running my business, because I was in a masculine industry and because I had to work 18 hour days during harvest and because, because, because what happens is that full masculine, you stop creative thinking, you stop nurturing those around you and yourself. And you give, you literally run yourself in the ground. I ran my body into a hospital, right? So that to me is like a tyrant. So you have this like spectrum mode of being like, 
wow, crazy. You're not even paying attention to the harm you're doing. And then you have full victim mode. So if you look at that as like the A to Z spectrum and you're on a balancing act, right? So it's kind of like when you go to the doctor and they go to measure you, they have the two bars like, oh, you're here. They need those two bars because that's where they get your act and they, it kind of balances up and down and it goes left and right. And you just watch it. And then it suddenly is like, here you are. Well, that same thing is true with our masculine and feminine because we have both, right? So we just have to find what are we working on today? What energies do we need? Do we need to tune into the creative spirit? Okay, then do something very nurturing to do that. Take a bath, buy yourself flowers, put on some music, dance, move your hips, get into a creative state. If you need to get it done, then that's different. You might want to read a book, work out, like get into that zone and be willing to be flexible, knowing you're like you can totally operate from both and your partner, your friends also have those energies. So it's not just women have it and men don't it's men have a feminine side too. Absolutely. All, Absolutely. all humans do. It doesn't really matter. There's nothing, there's no traditional modeling. I'm saying this is just who we are and how we are. Yeah. And it's that it's finding that balance and even finding that balance on a day-to-day basis. I mean, I find some days I am raring and ready to go and I'm full of that fire and power and masculine drive. And then other days I'm more serene. I've got that strong, steady, like mountain majesty energy of the feminine and I'm not as focused and I don't get as much done, but it's okay. Cause it's, you know, I'm bringing to the table when I've got that day and I'm utilizing it in a way that serves me and my business. Absolutely. That's a huge, huge piece of, you know, advice I would say towards just like when you know you're on the right track is when you just can, can really acknowledge yourself and you really know like, okay, things are flowing and there's going to be down days, there's going to be up days, but you you'll know there's just a knowingness. That's that body check-in check in with yourself. Yeah. We get so caught up in our heads and our business. Don't we all the planning and all the imagining and all the suppositions and all those different things. And when we can check back in, just get grounded, stand in our feet for real and check in with our heart. And like, how is that feeling in that idea? Some truth there. So what are some of the early business development mistakes that you think women could or should try (laughs) to watch out for? Okay. Number one thing I teach my clients is this happens. And I will, I will lovingly say this happens, not even at early development. This happens in every spectrum of business. And this is usually why I'm brought in. Like, they're like, we don't have the sales we want or the culture's not there. I'm like, well, it's because you're talking about you. Have you ever been on a date where somebody talks about them? One of the earliest things that I see that a lot of women or just anybody um, does in their business is they they focus on how great their product is and they fall in love with their product. If you fall in love with your product and you start talking about how much your product's great and the features and the benefits, you might sell something. You might sell a little bit, but if you really want to create the market of one, if you want to be able to charge a premium, and if you want the kind of following that is so magnetic, those clients, that culture comes from falling in love with your client, your ideal client and the transformation you provide for them, not features and benefits. And, and the, the example I give is look at Tesla. When you go to shop for Tesla, and for those of you who don't know it, um, this is a great example. Tesla does not hand you a list of features and benefits. 
the leather, the stitching, the GPS, they don't even have it on the window. You go there and you have a Tesla drive. They put you in the car and they take you on a very designated road so that you can experience the car from zero to 60 and plunge it and just go, you know, Elon's brilliant. He knew that people buy experiences. They want transformation. They've had more success with selling that way than ever sitting there and telling you how great the car is or focusing on price. So one of the best things you can do, one of the mistakes you can avoid is don't talk about you talk about the transformation. What is it like if somebody puts on their piece of jewelry or lights their candle or drinks that drink or What's the culture of transformation you are ultimately providing when your client puts on that purse? Like you feel different. We all do when we're wearing yoga pants and we're going for a run with our running shoes versus when we're putting on a couture dress and going to an opera, your feeling of transformation is what your clients want to understand. I love that. And they want to see themselves represented in the description of that. Like you said, you know, we are humans. We love to think and hear about ourselves. Right. And so (laughs) a lot of us as business owners do end up talking about ourselves because we're human also, but when we can remember that we serve this huge market of humans that wants to hear about themselves and we can give that to them, we're much more likely, like you said, to, you know, provide that glimpse of experience so that they can just say yes, very easily. Absolutely. And one of the best questions that I ask my clients is to this twofold. It's what do you really do? Right? Because the thing is not what you do. The making of the tea, the light, the bag, the jewelry, the, you know, the technology, that's not the thing you do. What do you do? And like one of the, um, the doctors that does eyeglasses, like Oh, you know, I'm an eye doctor. Well, no, you're not. Yeah, I'm an eye doctor. Well, no, what do you do? And when you ask that question, what do you really do? You create, you transform people to be able to see a life that's worth living, right? They get to see life or a chiropractor or a beautician, or you give women, beauticians give women confidence. It's, it's, what do you really do? Like, just do that. Like really focus on that. What do you really do? And focus on why should your client care? Why should they care? Because if you say, oh, I get my, my client's confidence with wearing this, the earrings that gives them a a sense of fashion and and they love themselves and they, they're confident. Okay. Why should they care? Because that will get you in their head. You want to understand your avatar, your client, what's in their head. What are they, what's keeping them up at night? Whatever that is, that's what you want to know. Why should they care? Well, they'll care because, and answer that question, because they want to show up in their best selves, because that's where they're able to get more clients or present more clearly or whatever it is, but just answer those two questions and you'll be able to totally transform your business. Yeah. I love that. Instead of saying like, oh, I make jewelry and I sell it on Etsy. You can say like, I craft jewelry pieces that allow women to express themselves so that when they walk into the room, they get noticed right away. I mean, wow, that is a totally different business than I make jewelry and sell it on Etsy. Because that moves you from being on the sea of sameness. And that's the whole thing I love teaching is how do you move the needle? So you're not in the sea of sameness. And when you can talk about your clients in that way, you move the needle. What are some other ways we can move the needle to kind of get ourselves out of that sea of sameness? Do you have any ideas for us? Oh, I do have a lot. Um, one of my other one favorite ones is, you know, own your gold. And when I say that own your gold, it's, it's, it's being your own golden label, right? Because we have these experiences in life. We have journeys. 
Some are good, some are bad. Some feel like we might start wearing them like, oh, I just, I can't do this because, or this happened, or nobody will, who's going to believe me? I've been divorced or who's going to believe me? I've been bankrupt once, or who's going to believe me because I, whatever, that's a story. So to step out of that story, it's own your gold. Like, what do you need to do to own your gold of your story? Really pull that in and actually make that story priceless and valuable as if it's your gold. Like that's your gold. That's your PhD towards why you did the business. And when you own your gold and you create your kind of what I say is like, that's your golden journey. Like that's it. Like, what are the true things you've been through that, that only you, because you've been through them can truly transform other people. Or that's the reason you've done this. People who go through some of my mini retreats, I talk to them, I give them different examples as who's done that. And Madame Clicquot, Vuv Clicquot is a great example. She took her recently deceased husbands and turned it into a multi, you know, crazy million dollar business in the 1800s by owning the gold of her insecurities, her fear, her husband failing, dying, and creating an entire genre we now call champagne. She owned her gold. So we should all be like Madame Clicquot. We should all drink champagne. <laughs> yeah, I love that idea of owning your gold. That That is a really good point because there is gold in those lessons, right? In those negative experiences, there is something for us to be had. And when we can refine that gold thread that comes through that story, we can then weave it into our tapestry and our story becomes that much more beautiful. Absolutely. Well, you've given us a lot to think about and a lot of advice, but I'm just wondering if you have a favorite business hack or any, you know, piece of life or business advice that you'd love to just make sure the business gal pals get to hear from you. Absolutely. The power of one, two, three, then it goes too many. My business hack is one, two, three, too many. So I focus on, I have that planner, uh, that I do where I just, okay, what are the top three objectives I have for the day? And then underneath them, I actually put them into columns like, okay, what's the goal of that, this objective. And then who are the people I need to reach out to? What are the things I need to do? When you go past that, your brain starts just, you get into sheer overwhelm, really, really, really look at what's going to move the needle. And, and my one friend, she calls it golden time. What, what's the one thing you need to do every day that eventually, because you've done it, you're going to make money. So you might look at your calendar and start color coding it. Okay. Everything that's like, for me, it's <laughs> total nerd. My calendar's color coded. So when I'm doing networking or podcasts or speaking, it's purple. When I'm doing money things, balancing or looking at things or talking to my financial, it's green. When I know that these other things that I'm doing, even though they're, they may feel a little bit mundane, they're going to be golden things that create money that becomes yellow then my actual work that I need to do and just show up is blue. So I just look at it. I'm like, okay, I want to make sure if everything, if I look at my calendar and it's all purple, that's wrong. <laughs> Something has to be about how I'm working on my business, not just in my business, how I'm working in my business, and then how I'm taking the steps towards making my business successful. That and then as those planning. obstacles come in, you can say like, well, the gold one can't go. Like that's right. got it. My 10 minute walk in the morning has got to happen because two years from now, I'm going to be fit thanks to that habit. Right. Exactly. I mean, I think fitness is a really clear example of one of those golden things that we do, or maybe not do as people, right? Like Jim Rohn says, things that are simple to do are simple not to do. So we have to make sure we're doing those simple things. One of the other business hacks is play up. If you want to go up, you need to always have a coach that tells you, 
you know what, from the view down here, this is how you can get up, right? Have you ever been to somebody hiking and they're like, oh, here, I don't know, I was in Sedona and we were hiking up some pretty crazy cliffs. And my girlfriend who was ahead of me and she would look down and be like, hey, go this way, go this way, go this way. Oh, okay, great. And then when I would go down, I almost fell really badly. And I was like, don't go this way. So a coach is somebody who's going to look just a little bit ahead of you that goes, Hey, go this way, go this way, go this way, play up, make sure you're around people who are up so that you can know how to, to scale up. Absolutely. And that changes over time as your business grows, as you go from development to growth, to scaling, you have to change how you play up or who you're around because that level will change as well. Yeah. And I, you know, I just had, I had to recently because I, I shifted, um, playing up. There was a couple people in my life that I just knew like, you know what? I love you, but I, you, you don't get to right now get my attention. And that was hard. Cause I've never done like a full on, like, no, this isn't, I mean, I didn't say anything to them, but it was just, I've started limiting how much energy I give them. I really, I'm now playing up. So there's a whole new level of women that I'm surrounding myself with and coaches. And that's where I'm playing up. I love how you acknowledge that that feels hard, even though you haven't said anything to them. It's all in your experience of drawing that boundary for yourself, holding yourself to it, not just playing to, you know, maybe that feminine niceness where we're like, yeah, sure. I'll get together with you. But we have to start to protect our time, especially when we start to engage in business because we've got busy lives. We've got sometimes other jobs. We've got families, we've got all kinds of things asking for our attention. So that's really, really true. It can be hard. Well, and here's the thing is safety is easy. Newness is, is over is sometimes it's that fresh feeling of new, new, anything. It's like being the new kid at school. You're like, my, my son changed schools this year. He's like, mom, it's really nervous. I'm nervous when I, when I'm going to school lately. Kate, fast forward, he's been there a couple of weeks. He now doesn't have those nerves. It's the same. Whenever you're up leveling, it's nervous. You got nervous energy. You're a new kid in school, but just keep showing up. Just keep showing up. I love that. Thank you so much, Crystal. You've given us so much to think. I mean, this is, this episode is packed full of wisdoms. Like go back and listen to it again, business gal pals. I know there'll be something that didn't quite sink in. It'll sink in in a whole new way. I mean, there's just so much here. So where can we get in touch with you if we want to find out more about the art of premium sales or what it is that you do to help elevate these businesses? Absolutely. So if you go to crystalclifton.com, there's usually, I, I run my virtual mini retreats about every six weeks. So I take women through some really beautiful exercise. It's interactive. I keep it to 12 people at a time. So you can go to my website. If it's not sold out, there'll either be a wait list or if people can register for the next one. There's also a ton of resources on there. So one of the planners that I use is on there. You can also just email me crystal at crystalclifton.com. If you heard something here that struck a chord with you, email me. I love hearing journeys, stories. And if there's a piece of advice I can give or resource, I'm happy to do that. And she means it. You guys, Crystal is not intimidating at all. She's totally (laughs) friendly. I know she's ahead of a lot of us in business and that can be intimidating. You know, business gal pals often do feel like the new kid in a room when they're around women who have businesses that are bigger and, you know, quote unquote, more successful in that typical cultural Western vein. So don't be afraid. You guys reach out to Crystal. She's got a heart of gold and super friendly. We've been hanging out and I just love chatting with her every single time. It's a great time. Thank you so much. And truly, yes, ladies reach out. 
sign up for something. There's a ton of resources. You can even take, there's like quizzes on my website. I really want people to know that you can make a difference. Just keep showing up. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time, Crystal. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Danielle.